Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days, you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. A global icon of the game before the game was truly global. A name that's known, loved, respected all over the world. What a remarkable story. What a fantastic legacy he leaves behind. The real face of football, not, not just in Brazil, but I think, I think the entire world. I mean, he was the one who really took the game to the, to the next level. A marvellous man and a marvellous footballer. And I'm so glad I got the chance to meet my hero. Tonight, the honour the greatest player to have ever graced a football field. The winner is Edson Arantes do Nascimento. You know him as Pelé. We didn't have this prize in South America. But now, I thank God I complete my trophy at home. Pele is the most famous and most popular man in Brazil in the 1960s. Pele deserves that credit for putting Brazil on international stage. Pele was a Brazilian sporting icon, but he meant so much to world football, world soccer. I mean, he was really, can we think of another global face of soccer in quite the same way as, as Pele? I, I, I don't think so. The perfect, complete package, the king of the global game. You're listening to the Talk Sport Daily Podcast as we pay tribute to the king, Pele, who passed away on Thursday at the age of 82. The Brazilian won three World Cups for his country and was widely regarded as one of the greatest ever to play the game. Over the next 20 minutes or so, we'll hear from a whole host of names, including some current Premier League managers, those who shared the pitch with him, and those who were lucky enough to meet him in person. I'm John Jackson, and this is Pele, Talk Sports Tribute to the King. As tributes continue to pour in for one of football's greatest icons, last night's Premier League games held a minute's applause ahead of kickoff to remember the legendary striker. But how have the current crop of Premier League bosses remembered him? Here are the likes of Mikel Arteta, Pep Guardiola, Frank Lampard, Eddie Howe, and Antonio Conte, who have all paid tribute to the Brazilian superstar. I never saw him play, so I spoke with, for example, Menotti, and he said to me that it was. The greatest. We are talking about uh, one of the the most important players in the world. In my era, you grew up knowing of, of Pelé, thinking of him as the, the best player in the world, that the world's ever seen at that moment. The legacy, when after many, many years, still we are talking about him, still are talking about a good movie, a good book, is because you were so good. It was so, so important for football, and, and I think he deserves 
call him like the best ever. Huge respect for him as a as a player and um, as a person. As I think all the uh, all the responses in the last since yesterday when we all found out the news have shown it was a great man as well as a great player. But it was uh, important. A person football, one of the most popular, maybe the more popular player in football. Someone that probably changed the the dimension of a single player in in world football because he could do a bit of everything. He was probably the most complete player that the game has ever seen. Seeing the reaction of everybody, media, everyone connected with football, he's certainly well remembered around the world. He was always uh, a person that lived with, without arrogance. He showed uh, always to be an humble person, despite, uh, in my opinion, uh, he was uh, with Maradona, the best players in uh, in, uh, in the world. This type of players makes our business, our 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 work, our job, whatever you wanna you wanna say. A better place. A big meaning for for the, the football world. Incredible icon and one of the greatest, without a doubt. So, sad day for football. Former England international Alan Mullery played against Pelé three times during his career, including at the 1970 World Cup as Brazil beat England 1-0 in the group stages. He also faced him in a friendly for Fulham against Santos in 1973. And here he joined Charlie Baker and Mark Smith to tell a story about how he nutmegged Pelé during that game, as well as his other memories from their playing days together. I'd had a chat with him before the game, you know, and he was talking well about me and yeah. I was talking great about him. And lo and behold, I said to him, look, I said, I'm going to, uh, you know, knock the ball in between your legs in this game. And he started laughing. He said, no chance. Like, you know. So I went into the dressing room. I said, I want to tenor off everybody in here because I'm going to do knock the ball through uh, uh, his, his legs. And we, we got, and they all went, get off, you know. I said, look, I'll pay your money if you don't pay mine. And they also all chipped in a tenor. After about 60 minutes, I got within about four yards of him and I knocked it through his legs and didn't chase the ball, but I collected the money at the end of the game. <laughs> Yeah. Um, when you played against him for England, especially in 1970, I'm thinking, um, yeah. what what did he ha- what did he have as a player when you were on the pitch with him? Everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think I think the the one thing that other people tried to do stop him and foul him. I think the worst part was um, when he in, he was in England in '96. Yeah. It's not '76. In Portugal, yeah. '70 and Portugal kicked lumps out of him. Mm. He got carried off in the end. Which is not what I, I mean. I, I must say, I did hit him a few times, you know, with tackles. But he, 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 was, he was laying on the floor and he laughing at me. <laughs> and I thought, you know, this is ridiculous. I'm, I'm trying to get rid of this fella, you know. Um, but, he, he, you know, I mean, he remembered that when, when he came to the Fulham thing. He said to me, he said, look, I've got all these marks down my leg, which you did. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, just give him a hug and we, we chatted about this and chatted about that. Now, I've read in your autobiography, because uh, I've read that lovely book, if anyone wants to buy that, uh, that you had his shirt and then uh, you, you couldn't, couldn't find it in the loft, Alan. No, uh, uh, we were moving, we moved house, and we had to put all the stuff in boxes, basically, and he'd uh, got a signed uh, uh, shirt by him and the rest of the players, and um, that was packed into it. Uh, literally, we were we were renting for a little while, yeah. so that was all in store. When we moved and moved in, uh, that case had been undone, and the ship had got, uh, the, the, co- uh, mm. the shirt had gone. Uh, somebody had seen that and uh, took it away. Uh, so I never saw it again, which yeah. was a shame. There we are. But I, I do have a shirt now that's down at Brighton, and if you ever get a chance to have a look, it's him with his shirt 
saying to me, good luck to Alan, you know, from Pele. Oh, fantastic. Sign, which is fantastic. He's sitting in, in a, uh, one of the rooms at uh, Brighton. Legendary football commentator Barry Davis was a familiar voice at the 1970 World Cup, a tournament which saw Pele lift his third title with Brazil. Barry joined Jason Cundy and Darren Bent on TalkSport Drive and described what it was like to see him play in the flesh in Brazil some 52 years ago. What a player, what an artist, uh, and what a character. Top of the tree. He's a giant of the game. Many have stood on his shoulders in subsequent years, uh, but no one has reached his standard. He was wonderful. Lived up to everything that, uh, that one expected of him. Uh, and so often... Uh, what was expected was delivered uh, and done with, without apparently any thought in his mind other than he was going to do this, can do that, but he was doing it. He was thinking what, what he was going to do. He was already, you know, a, a chapter ahead in his, in his uh, quality of play. He was he was so natural at, at doing things. I mean, I, I remember from the uh, from the, the seventy World Cup. Uh, I mean, against uh, the Uruguayan goalkeeper Mazakiewicz, Pele did a, a, a double fake on him in the area and, and and sent the goalkeeper the wrong way. This is on towards the edge of the area and missed by by a whisker, and then. The, the header that produced the, the great save from from Gordon Banks. I mean, he could he could do anything. He was he was only five foot nine, but he he could climb very high and uh, was very st- strongly muscled in the neck and and could put power on the header. He could do everything. He really was naturally gifted to the extreme. Barry, how will you best remember Pele? Uh, I think I might remember the, the, the fact that I saw him score a goal. Uh, I would, in 1970, that was the best team that I've ever seen play football. Uh, and I remember the final final goal, which included something like six, seven, maybe even eight passes, started off by Clodo Aldo, and then finishing up at Pele, who just... It didn't even seem to look, but it was just the movement of the body, and he played it right in to the path of Carlos Alberto's run, and it produced the, the fourth and final goal, the brilliant goal that went from one end of the pitch almost to the other. Still to come, we'll see how the people of Brazil are reacting to the news of Pele's passing, and we'll look at his influence on the USA after a spell with the New York Cosmos. This is the TalkSport Daily Podcast and TalkSport's Tribute to the King. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. He's the king. All right. And always will be. Pele deserves that credit for putting Brazil on international stage. Really important for we Brazilian, I think, for everybody who loves football. For a very long time, the most talented player of each team used to have the number 10 on the back, and uh, that's also a Pele legacy. Second goal de sua senhoria, o senhor Edson Arantes do nascimento Pele. Who is the all-time number one? I'm going with Pele. Pele had everything that, that all the attributes you need to be the greatest footballer. For every Brazilian, Pele is the number one. It's obviously Pele. You know, yeah, I'm on a Brazilian team, but Pele Rivellino, Gerson, Jarzinho, they that's some great players, but Pele obviously was the, was the star. Rivellino, what's Pele now? What a beautiful goal from Pele! El Rey Pele! You're one of the greatest players to have ever graced a football field. The winner is Edson Arantes do Nascimento. You know him as Pelé. He was engaging, he was funny, he was friendly, a marvellous man and a marvellous footballer. And I'm so glad I got the chance to meet my hero. You're listening to the TalkSport Daily Podcast as TalkSport pays tribute to the king, Pelé, who passed away earlier this week at the age of 82. We continue to mark our respects for the man regarded as one of the greatest players to ever play the game. But how have the people of Brazil reacted to the news of his passing? South American football expert Tim Vickery joins Charlie Baker and Mark Smith on TalkSport to discuss his legacy. I went out and bought the papers today. Yeah. And one of the papers, uh, Estado de São Paulo, from the, the state where, where, where he lived. This, this might strike you as overwritten, but I think it's sincere. I think he gets away with it. Uh, like the gods of the Olympus, Pele doesn't get old or die. He'll always be alive, mm. marked in the global memory as the Brazilian who used football to make humanity dream, uh, which I think is I think is nice. I think it gets away with it. And uh, that thing of making humanity dream, that's it, isn't it? Yeah. That the, the things that you, you they're hard to express as a statistic. You mentioned it, Charlie. That dribble he gave on the Uruguayan keeper in the semi-final—that's yeah. in the semi-final of a World Cup. How, he's moving at that speed. How did he even think of doing that? You can't reduce that to a number, a statistic, an uh. XG or whatever you want to call it. Just watch it, and 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 your draw, your jaw drops in awe and wonder at a at a great, great moment. While Pele played most of his club career in his native Brazil, he also made a hundred appearances for the New York Cosmos in the United States between 1975 and 1977. The former England winger Dennis Chuart also played for the club in the 70s and spoke with Alex Crook and Perry Groves about the experience of playing alongside the great man himself and Pele's influence on football in America. He couldn't have been more gracious, more respectful. You know, he joined in training the first sessions I was there in January. Uh, he still looked as sharp as anything, still looked uh, lean, even though very much uh, older, 37, 38, I think it was at the time. So it really was an experience that I wouldn't have missed. But it was, uh, it was really was, it was a unique occasion. When, when Pelly had been there, I don't know if you uh, watched the video, 
for once in a lifetime was the history of the New York Cosmos and especially about Pele's situation. When it, whenever he went uh, to uh, away games, the attendance of the away games doubled and tripled when he turned when he when he, when he was playing. So that was the, the sort of appeal uh, outside of New York around the, the whole of the league. So it really was a, a phenomenon. Dennis, I've got a picture in front of me, I think from 2012, uh, maybe when uh, New York Cosmos were looking to relaunch. There's Pele there in his iconic green tracksuit. You're, you're pictured alongside him. Was that the last time that you uh, you saw Pele? No, I saw him at, uh, in, in, in London. There was a special dinner organised by the Nordoff Robbins Foundation and Pele came over uh, and I was invited to be as a guest down there. And also he, he had a special couple of special uh, charity appearances in Manchester and also, a little bit later than that as well, he came as a big charity, big hotel in Manchester. And I heard he was there, and I went across to see him there. So I have seen him a couple of times since there. But uh, he greets you as a long-lost long lost, long lost brother. He's so respectful, very human. And the real, real pièce de résistance for me, actually, you know, my son, who's a, an actor and a film producer, when I was 72 years ago, he, he, um, he decided to produce a film of my life. And he had interviews with the 73 Cup winning team from Sunderland, the 76 League Cup winning team from Manchester City and the 1978 winning team from Cosmos. The last bit, my son had chased Pelé around the world and he finally got him like a week to go before the showing, the screening of the, of the video in a local cinema. And he got, I got a birthday wishes message wow. from Fantastic. Pelé. And it was, that would have been November 2019. So it was probably one of his last live... Um, interviews before he started to take illness after that, you know. So I, re- I, re- I really will treasure that. As we've been hearing on TalkSport, Pele was also well remembered for his actions off the field on top of the remarkable things he achieved on it. He also spent time as a minister for sport in Brazil and Brazilian football journalist Mario Dos Anjos explained to TalkSport Breakfast how he was a source of inspiration for people not only in Brazil but around the world. When he scored the, his thousand goal, uh, he urged uh, Brazil to to take care of the children in the streets, in, to in, to take care of the impoverished, of the destitute, and all people in need. And uh, he was always involved in social causes. He, we must remember that in 2000 he was uh, right beside Nelson Mandela at the beginning of the the Laureus Awards, and he was also. Well, for four years in Brazil, he was the Minister of Sport from 1995 to 1998. And uh, he so much improved the life of, of football players because he ended one a system that we used to have that didn't allow the player to move to another club after uh, uh, the end of a contract. He was always tied to a club. So it was during his tenure as minister that Brazil ended the, the system that we call the, 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 the system of passe. So he ended the passe and he gave the, the players and, and he saw many players uh, with their, 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 their careers very damaged by, by the fact that at the end of the contracts, they could not move to another, to, to another club and for months they could not play. So, so he he was very he was very interesting in 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 this point. But we also have to remember that he was a source of inspiration for people around the world, for many many countries. He was inspiring people from 
South Africa to United States. I mean, he was very important for for black people communities because they could see in him someone that went from from a, a very uh, destitute origin to the self-made man that football can produce. And here's the author of Pele's autobiography, Alex Bayos. He joined Alex Crook and Perry Groves to talk about a range of topics, including who was Pele's biggest influence and why he had Edson in his name. The reason why he was called Edson is that um, he's named after Thomas Edison because the year that he was born, 1940, was the first year that electricity reached the town where he was living. That's why his parents called him Edson. So it's when was the last time a town in the UK got electricity? I mean, decades before that, I would have thought. So he's he's this kind of he's gone from what was almost 19th century type of living to propelled the most famous person in the world. And how do you cope with that? I mean, really, how do you cope with that? And the fact that Pele managed to cope with that really well. He was distinguished. He was calm. Um, yeah, he, he maintained this kind of dignity um, and, and he probably became an item of world heritage, so to speak, without kind of collapsing. And I guess he had to somehow keep that connection with the boy that he was. Who was Pele's hero when he was growing up, you know, and his inspiration? So Pele always said that his inspiration was his father, Don Gino, and his father was a footballer a kind of journeyman footballer whose career was ended because of injury. And there was this, always this sense that he was kind of getting kind of karmic revenge for the fact that his father couldn't become the player that he could have been. So I think that when you speak to Pele, he really talks about his father and that was, there was no kind of mass media at the time, especially not where he was growing up. Um, He would have liked some of the Brazilian stars at the time, the, the kind of, the star of the generation just pre Pele would have been Zizinho. Before then, 1938, it would have been Leonidas. But really, Pele, you know, he's a kind of family man. He talks about his father. And one of the things that is kind of quite interesting about a lot of these Brazilian greats is that the role of the father in their kind of development. So again, with Neymar, we say Neymar's father was also a kind of journeyman footballer, again, whose career was ended because of injury. So you see this kind of sense of the child trying to do or having this um, duty almost to do what the father couldn't do. You've been listening to the TalkSport Daily Podcast and our tribute to the legendary Brazilian striker Pelé who passed away on Thursday at the age of 82. We'll bring you a more in-depth tribute on tomorrow's podcast as Danny Kelly hosts a special documentary on the life and career of the footballing icon. You've been listening to the TalkSport Daily. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.